electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Google's shooting for the stars today, announcing new details around its long-awaited generative AI system, Gemini. It's the next iteration, and it's hitting back in the AI arms race. It's Wednesday, December 6th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Boza with a fresh from Mexico, newly married Mark Gilbert. Excuse the pause. It was well-deserved, and just congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, we took a couple of days off and my voice is definitely, you can hear a little uh, gravelly-ness uh, to it, but uh, I'm back. Thank you, D. It was a lot of fun. Uh, today, I come back to some news. Google finally, finally unveiling the next version of its of its generative AI product, its LLM. Um, and D, this is sort of trying to be its answer to the uh, chat GPT-4. Right. And this is something that Google announced earlier this year at Google I.O. I was out in Mountain View and it created a lot of excitement, um, but specifically its answer to chat GPT-4. So this is the latest bid to prove that it can keep up. And remember, everyone wants to lead. So this is Google's bid to say that it can lead the AI arms race. Um, but it was interesting the way that they rolled it out. So rather than the big events surrounding these announcements that we've become used to this year, um, when seeing, you know, Satya Nadella on stage, Sundar Pichai on stage, um, AWS CEO, who's really taken the brunt of it for Amazon this year, um, Adam Salipsky. This was just a virtual rollout for a select group of reporters and I believe some software developers as well. And really true to Google and Sundar Pichai's more cautious stance in the race this year, it's being piecemealed out. So it's not happening all at once. It almost feels like they rushed it out too, right? To plan an event a big announcement like this between thanksgiving and christmas right um, for early early december not usually the time when you make big product announcements exactly and you know they said that part of this or a certain version of gemini it's not going to be available right away because they need to do more extensive safety testing for its most advanced version and i would say this is really notable mark because we talk about this sort of tension between the two tribes or the two ai camps acceleration and caution and Sundar Pichai from the very beginning has really talked a lot about the risks of AI and the importance of rolling these things out cautiously. Right. And and so, and I have more to say about that, but but talk us through the specifics, because I think that's really yeah. interesting. And the number of different sort of Gemini products, and they all they all have different timings and sort of different use cases, right? Yeah. So three flavors, if you will. Um, Gemini Ultra, that's the version for the most demanding tasks. And the pro version, Google says it's suited to a wide range of tasks. And then there's a nano version, which can run directly on mobile devices. And this is going to roll through different Google products. But I would say the main thing to know about Gemini is that it is multimodal. And if you don't know what that means, it means that it takes in videos and images and sound and audio and it's not just a text back and forth. You might have seen it with ChatGPT4. It's like how-to videos instead of telling you and walking you through with text how to do something. It answers you in video and it can actually put your own videos or images or sound together to give you a comprehensive right, original it's not just, answer. It, 
it's not just text based, right? It can the the I think the demo that they showed online was very impressive, and it 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 was a um you know it was a uh, it was a, a, a AI that was uh, using voice following a, a like live video of a human doing different things. I I do think that the sort of other stuff other side of the other side of that coin is that the big narrative this year isn't really about the creation of AI, right? Companies have been working on developing, rolling out AI features for years, including Google, which has called itself a, right, the terminal, I think it's called itself a, uh, an AI centric company for like a decade. Yes, for years. Um, years. And, but, but they could never change, prove it or show people. Exactly. Yeah. They can never show people. And what really changed this year was that Sam Altman and ChatGPT, and what you do have to give them credit for is that they made this really buzzy, flashy, um, intuitive, fun, easy, accessible portal where regular people could go to, you know, it was really easy to Google, it was really easy to find, it was really easy to get um, access to it. And you could have some fun like right off the bat. And I do think it's sort of funny to be rolling out, um, you know, Gemini Ultra and Gemini Pro and Gemini Nano, you know, you're already creating all of these different products. There's right, Bard already exists. Yep. And that brings up an important point that I think more folks are talking about is this, are these essentially chatbots going to be commoditized, right? Like, I don't know about you, Gilbert, but I use Bard and ChatGPT every single day and I just switch between them. And, you know, usually I'm on Bard because that window is open, but I'm really agnostic in terms of what platform to use. But the multimodal stuff is, is interesting. And I, I don't know if one is going to prove superior than another. We're not, you know, programmers or software developers. We're the average user, but that is important as well, right? How do we as consumers incorporate these things? And what we saw from Gemini, the demonstrations, they were so impressive, but we've actually already been seeing these demonstrations from ChatGPT when it became multimodal. And there are some differences. I don't know for sure. I don't think we know whether ChatGPT4 has inputs in terms of videos and audio and images, whereas Google says that it does. It brings all of that, even YouTube video into it. So in that sense, it could be more powerful. But again, how does that change it for you and I that are consumers that are probably using it for more basic tasks? Right now, maybe that that changes. But let me give one example. Um, because they are just so impressive. The example that was shown in the Google presentation, a user asks in a voice, says, you know, Gemini, give me some crafting ideas. And there's just a picture of two balls of yarn and they're two different colors. And he says, give me some things to make with it. And Gemini can actually understand what color they are. And so it gives him suggestions with those colors, like, a watermelon with ears or something. And then the user changes the color and says, you know, what now ideas do you have? And give me animals. And, you know, the, the model spits out some fully formed ideas, taking the colors, the different colors into account. So that's one example of how this works. I think that, that that particular example, I thought it was really interesting that you pulled it out, right? Because what does that example sound like is a Google search, right? And that yeah. was the big thing for Wall Street, which is in particular concerned about search. Search is still, you know, if you combine search, it's ad network and YouTube, that's 80% of revenue for Google. So yes, Google Cloud is important and how all these applications are going to get incorporated into its enterprise products is important. But what, what Wall Street really wants to know is the bread and butter of Google is how is generative AI and something like Gemini going to translate into better, uh, you know, stickier searches and, you know, searching for something like, what can I do with this photo? And it's some yarn and then it can give you an answer could be one application. But play that out even further. Why is search important? Because 
you can advertise. Search is basically just a function for Amazon to sell massive, massive amounts of advertising and stack its results, you know, according to who's paying for it. Um, and I, you know, the yarn example is good, but I also go back to the chat GPT example from a few months ago that I thought was super interesting. It showed a bike and said, how do I raise, you know, the seat or not? And it was able to tell you what tools you needed. I thought that was actually kind of like a more interesting example, but also one where you could imagine if Google was using it, they could advertise to you the hardware, the, the tool that you needed to raise or lower the seat. Um, but then that also makes me think that maybe search is too small. There's actually more and more applications. There's more revenue streams that we haven't even thought of that people don't even know what it is yet. I mean, right, if you, when you think about, because we sort of do group these companies together, when you think about the different ways that they're monetizing this, right? NVIDIA is monetizing this through the sale of the actual chips, right? The hardware. Mm -hmm. And then if you think about a comp company like Microsoft, right? What they want is the number of searches, right? Because they, because all those searches run on Microsoft servers. So they make money from, I mean, they, they own part of OpenAI, but they make money from these queries. And then when you think about Google, that's, that's looking to, you know, run advertising and continue to grow its current business with, uh, you know, with some sort of AI model. It's really fascinating mm -hmm. how different those business models are. And yet we're calling them all, you know, AI companies or AI yeah. revenue segments. Because we're just figuring out that monetization part of it, which is going to take center stage a lot more likely um, next year. But on that side as well, let's talk about the reception to this. We've almost become so desensitized to the amazing things that these large language models can do that this was like a blip. And, you know, there was some reporting from the information that said that Google was going to make a bigger deal of this. They were going to have an in-person presentation and it got scaled down. And it certainly does seem rushed, right? We talked about this at the beginning, how you're releasing it between Thanksgiving and Christmas and some of the models of it or some of the versions aren't even available yet. So it felt like it needed to get it out the door. And then it just made like barely any waves consider, you know, relative to what ChatGPT did earlier this year and Google IO after Google IO and they showed search labs, um, the stock, you know, popped 4% and Wall Street, you know, couldn't contain their excitement. They said, oh, you know, Google's back, Alphabet's back, they created the foundational technology and now they're going to use it. Whereas you just didn't hear much about it today. I mean, if you're in certain parts of Twitter or X, yes, you're going to hear a lot about it. But on CNBC, we didn't touch on it that much. And I spoke to someone who was at a major tech conference today, just down the road from here in San Francisco. I said, you're talking about Gemini? She said, no, <laughs> but we're talking about AI. We're talking about a lot of right, applications. Right. And I thought, wow, like the, one of the AI leaders releases this insanely innovative, this leap of technology that's multimodal and nobody's or you, like, it's not the main point of discussion. It's kind of amazing how we've just become desensitized. I mean, I sort of made a joke about it, right? But but even just the naming convention, Gemini Ultra, Gemini Pro and G Gemini yeah. Nano, um, you know, it's 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 not just about which which model is the fastest and which is the best and has the least hallucinations. It's also about the packaging of it and making it super easy to use. And I think um, I saw this this comment from developer uh, Lavelcio, who writes on uh, social media, and I just want to read his quote because he said, "Nobody is going to build apps on Gemini because everyone's too scared they'll just shut it down in two to three years, as Google always does." Calling it Gemini now and not consistently Bard, which is a terrible name too, also shows their complete internal chaos. 
And then he followed it up with many of Google's AI products have the same functionality like and listed some of them, Bard, Gemini, Vertex, Palm and Bison, which are all different alphabet AI products. And I, you know, you know, I, if you go and Google right now, uh, how do I use Google's AI? You get lots of different pages and blog posts and ways to access this that are all very different and sort of unclear, which is the best one or which is the one for you. And maybe that actually means that Google has been incorporating this for the longest. They've been thinking about this for the longest time, but they haven't had this really buzzy, interesting consumer product. Because even if you don't like the name ChatGPT, there's one ChatGPT. We're not going to other chatbots. We're not confused. There's GPT-4 or there's GPT-3. Fine. Um, but that's a lot clearer. You have Amazon's Q, right? What a weird name also. Um, Q, <laughs> that totally. also seems to be rushed out, right? There were some complaints that wasn't working yep. the way people wanted it to. And again, it's just we're in this place where everyone, the big tech giants, are falling over themselves to prove that they have an AI offering. Speaking of Amazon, by the way, right? Q, which is their latest chatbot and their, you know, GPT competitor announced last week. And there was just this, this note from Wall Street, one of the Wall Street brokerages that was just, it was so rough for Amazon. They started it with a review of AWS saying, this is what last place looks like. And they went Ooh. on to talk about how on stage, Adam Solipsky, the CEO of AWS, mentioned Microsoft a bunch of times and even showed an article from one of our CNBC.com reporters about this competition mentioning Microsoft by name. And ultimately, it just made them look really insecure and that they have to prove totally. something. And, that, and that it's, it's interesting to see Google in that way, too. The last thing I want to mention, you know who hasn't been super eager <laughs> to be a part of the AI hype cycle? Apple biggest company in the right. world that just hit three trillion just hit another all-time high yep back to three trillion dollar <laughs> valuation you've had people question all year whether they're just sitting out this ai hype cycle but i feel at least to me at the end of the year it kind of feels like there's this quiet confidence and i was at one of the apple events this year in cupertino and it was funny when they were releasing the vision pro and announcing it tim cook it felt like he was a actually actively avoiding saying the words AI or artificial intelligence. He kept talking about machine learning. And you see that in the way that you interact with your iPhone and Apple products. It's maybe not strictly generative AI, but it's not hard to imagine that they're working on this. They just don't need the kind of credit and kudos from Wall Street that it seems the other hyperscalers are have just been constantly seeking this year. Well, Laura Batchelor, a uh, producer on our team, brought that up today because she was talking about the technology where you can take a photo of text and then you can sort of highlight the text and 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 manipulate it using an iPhone and that that's all artificial intelligence, right? I mean, it's doing the exact same thing as what we talked about the uh, Google um, product rollout today doing, right? Yeah. It's looking yeah. at an image yeah. and it's actually analyzing what's in that image. Um, and yet it doesn't really go out there and call it artificial intelligence. It just calls it, you know, a new product. Yeah. Okay, let's take another example today. Um, and there was, you know, there was actually a lot of really significant news in the world of generative AI today. There was AMD, right? We love the chip makers. Wall Street loves the chip makers. Obviously, NVIDIA, just huge outperformer this year. Just the stock has gone right, bananas. The, the picks and shovels of the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And sort of the next sort of in, in line there is AMD. They're creating their own version of an AI chip. And, you know, even when I talk to people here in Silicon Valley, they say, OK, that that could actually prove some competition for NVIDIA next year. So they held an event this morning and 
They talked about increasing their TAM, their total addressable market, I think by 2027, so some years out, from $150 billion to, is that right, or million? It's I'm pretty sure it's billion. <laughs> Billion. To four hundred billion. Thank you. I, when I say these numbers, I'm like, is that right? Yes, of course. Is that right? Did, um, I, did I write that? Right? <laughs> you know, in AI or is it trillion? No, <laughs> this is billion. From one hundred and fifty billion dollars to four hundred billion dollars, the stock didn't move. Again, whereas it feels like Gilbert six months ago, this would have sent the stock the stock soaring and stock again closed down uh, more than a percent. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind I mean, of tells you where we're going next year. Right. And I think, uh, you know, we talked about Jensen Huang last week, the most popular person in tech. Can that continue? Lisa Su, right? I mean, sort of one of the other rock stars of tech of the last couple of years. AMD's stock performance has been um, mm-hmm. just sort of uh, like a rocket ship up and to the right. Um, right. And she makes these big, you know, this big public pronouncement that I don't think people disagree with, but is just some of that hype built in at this point. And is it, yeah, you know, maybe is it. it, is it possibly that that it wasn't really moving stocks as much as uh, as much as the sell side talked about earlier in the year, and it really had to do with uh, growth outlooks for the economy and you know changes in interest rate policy. <laughs> right, and so even getting better, faster models that seems to be a given now. We've taken it for granted. Gemini really is this like amazing technological leap forward, and we're just kind of like, cool. Like, what's next? What can we do with it? Um, and and we'll definitely right. see that. So maybe you know we talk and. This is the first day. And as we know, as Amazon likes to say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) It is true. We don't know. We say all these things. We do not know who's going to come out on top right now. But you can imagine that next year is going to be about applications, monetization, AI safety. I'm going to bring you a really interesting conversation tomorrow I had with Marty Chavez of Sixth Street Partners on that subject tomorrow. They're likely to get greater focus. And I think we're going to move away from like these flashy product announcements because they become a little commoditized into. And I'm personally very excited for that because it's got to be more than a chatbot here, Gilbert, even though I love the chatbot. Got to see some revenue. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. Congratulations to you throughout your whole wedding. Nobody used the line. I asked ChatGPT. I asked ChatGPT to write. I went to like three weddings in a row uh, this summer where someone someone did it somewhere in the weekend. You're absolutely oh, right. No one's been said just that. so many, and I, I was very pleased. Nobody nobody <laughs> used that that trope at your wedding. So congratulations. Um, but a mit- a mitzvah. In all seriousness, congratulations again. Um, fantastic. And welcome, thank Danielle, so to the Tech Check family. Especially. The Tech Check family. And thank you for coming, Deirdre. Very appreciated. Right, and we'll, we'll see you back tomorrow. tomorrow. Bye. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well, then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. <laughs> 